This is the Thera Podcast, hosted by Drs. Martin Wesley and David Whittinghill. Welcome to another edition of the Thera Podcast. This is uh, Martin Wesley, and I'm here with my co-host, Dr. David Whittinghill. How are you doing, David? I'm doing good, Marty. Glad to be here. How are you? I'm doing well. Doing well. Getting ready for Christmas, I guess. You doing anything special? I know we're kind of staying close to home this year. Um, Really? Yeah. So a few relatives coming through uh, from Virginia, but mostly we'll be here with the dogs. Yeah. Yeah. We, you know, this is the first year we've actually decided we're not going to give to all the adults. We're getting too many adults, I guess. And we're just going to focus on the kids. Um, I don't know. It's just such a consumerized time that I we're trying to get away from it a little bit and just going to enjoy each other a little bit more. We'll see how it goes. So. That's good, though. Yeah. And eventually we were talking that hopefully we can make things for the adults. So hopefully over a year's time we can start making things and then we'll focus more on still on the kids, but we we'll make things for a friend or from our for our family, and that way it's more personal. <laughs> we'll see. I really like that idea. Yeah. Well, you being an artist and all that, yeah. And to me, I was thinking about making things with wood and so forth. So. Well, you know, one thing that's been on my mind, um, and I know we've talked about it uh, in, in person, but I. I'm hoping we can talk about that today, and that is related to some posts that have been going on uh, on CISNET lately. And yes, <laughs> there's been quite a bit. Yeah, and and again, CISNET uh, for those that may be listening and do not know what it is, it's CIS, meaning uh, uh, what is it? A counselor education supervision uh, network. Uh, it's a it's a uh, those that are primarily interested in our field, mainly professors, doc students, and so forth, some therapists that are in our field, approximately around 6,000 people are involved in this listserv. And this listserv has been around for about 20 years or so. Um, and, you know, for me at least, the, the desire on this is to, you know, get news out there and to just to discuss things as, a, as professionals and be able to, um, you know, have a free flow of ideas. Um, uh, what, 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 is, what are your thoughts about that as far as what is the purpose of it, you know? Yeah, that's my experience with Cessna. It's been the exchange of ideas and for the most part, through uh, civil conversations back and forth uh, with students, uh, professors, counselor educators, and supervisors um, and practitioners, all of which who, who've uh, come, uh, sent emails back and forth to each other uh, to promote uh, discussion about topics related to the profession of counseling. And for the most yeah. part, it's been uh, it's been a helpful tool, I think, for us. I can say that for sure. Um, yeah. But uh, lately, there's just been a lot of banner and a, and, a, and a lot of discourse that hasn't been actually, uh, I would say, civil. Maybe. Yeah, I you know there's always been elements where at times it you know gets heated. I, I would say every three or four years where a heated topic comes up. To me, the the biggest heated topics over the years have been uh, KCREP is one. When KCREP in uh, you know changed their regulations in 2009 for the upcoming you know 2013 standards that were changing things for you know you had to have a KCREP degree to be a professor that hit the fan. I remember and there was a lot mm-hmm. of discussions and it was getting angry and very hot on. Um, that was a big one. Another big one mm-hmm. uh, related to, you know, licensure that to have licensure, um, you had to have a KCREP degree. That has been a very hot topic over the years. Yes, you're the, correct. And the other one is 
uh, I would say is religiosity. There's times when we get into religiosity um, or issues around that. And that's been certain people, I could name the names, I'm not going to, but there's like two or three people, one in particular that's not been on CISNET lately, that um, you know whatever he, he would say, uh, we're going to have a little fight. Uh, and the disrespect mm -hmm. was unbelievable on all yeah. sides. Yeah. And, and in, <laughs> I, I, I have a feeling you know who I'm talking about, but I mean, and again, it wasn't yeah. just him, but yeah. No. So, yeah, in addition to that, I think we've had some discussions and, uh, I mean, coming to and having an awareness about uh, multiculturalism, that was also a big one. Yeah. Uh, cultural us. areas that hit at the time and somebody makes a comment about it many times mm -hmm. it's meant to goad um and has not been done in the spirit in which it should have been asked um uh and then at times it just turns out to be a total <laughs> mess <laughs> where people uh take things very personal um and then other people are attacking and making it personal it's just mm -hmm. not been the most healthy thing at times but yeah. what I would, it, it, all that to lead up to, we're now too unhealthy, again. <laughs> it, yeah, it's it's like we talked about uh, earlier uh, in our conversations that it seems like the profession of counseling that we we should be the experts that that I, in our communication that should, we should be modeling the experts in uh, communicating uh, productively, uh, having civil discourse and debate, and, and we should be the role models for the rest of uh, professions, other people in general, uh, anyone who's listening in that should, I, it, maybe I'm wrong about that, but it just seems like counselors from a, and I, you know, I've got a humanistic bent, um, should be able to actually uh, be genuine, authentic, and ha have respect and uh, non judgmental approaches to the way they interact with each other. I, yeah, I completely agree. I mean, it's the old, you know, uh, do you take care of things in your own house? So, for example, you know, does the dentist uh, family have, you know, the best teeth on the neighbor in the neighborhood? Uh, you know, they should. Um, you know, they, that person should probably have uh, the best teeth, whereas the, the, the carpenter probably, uh, you know, has, you know, better woodwork in his house. And, uh, and the mm -hmm. painter probably has, you know, updates his house more often than others. You would think that counselors who should be, like you say, experts in human communication and, and, uh, and relationships, um, and trying to bring people together uh, could do that uh, better than, than they are, especially as we've witnessed this last week. Agreed. I, I couldn't agree with you more, Marty. So, um, so what what is it about? What's this late, latest one? I mean, not that we're going to go through every post or anything, but what what how you know what, what were your observations from this, and what's the what, primary general topic? I guess the I guess the primary uh, general topic, as I read it, was that it was about transgender and transgender individuals and uh, how they. Uh, how different individuals see that they should be, uh, how services should be provided to them and uh, whether that's adults or children. And it, there was a great deal of um, disagreement, um, sometimes uh, vehement disagreement about how this, how these individuals should be treated. And, and both sides claimed that they had the scientific evidence backed them up on their side. Um, yeah. So. No, I think that sums it up pretty well. I, I, what, what's interesting is I, I know when I, 
pointed this to you. I know you wrote back to me in a, in a thread, and I, I think you said, to me, I could sum it up in two statements. And your two statements were, one, the one that we have already mentioned, which we'll get into more, but the disrespect. Uh, we just can't talk to each other. It's just like we have to character yeah. assassinate everyone. Uh, but the second one that you mm-hmm. summed up was in fact i almost want to go to exactly what you said but <laughs> but i won't don't have time but the issue is is i think you said it very well and that is that that the science is 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 uh, there and we don't need to look at the science any further we don't need to do any further research which um that is what some of the people were claiming is that the the science was settled yes and and um, I don't know of anything in our profession as a counselor in being in a soft science, which I have no problem with because we're dealing with human beings um, that are, there's so many variables to it that we just can't make laws related to the physic, you know, the what you would have in physics or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, uh, you know, it'd be nice if we had a periodic table that you know it just has these different type personalities or something and you combine this and combine that mm-hmm. and you get this but this particular compound of you know humanity it doesn't happen that way um mm-hmm. there's way too much there and but to think that the science is settled on something that is we cannot deny a human experiment that is very unique uh, over the last hundred years to even mm-hmm. in reality with the new scientific uh, breakthroughs related to uh, affirmative uh, affirmative care, we're, we're, we are literally talking about 20 years, no more than that. Right. Yeah, I agree. That's, that's the most. And to your point, uh, there is no... Uh, there is no way with uh, social science or our, in our field in particular uh, that you can come up with the one best way to treat individuals. Uh, and what Peri- I guess, period? I mean, really, period, right? I mean, we're talking yeah. about depression, anxiety, Any, anything. Right. Exactly. And I, like we've discussed before, and I brought up before, is like. Um, Carl Jung and Carl Rogers both uh, have been cited by uh, of saying that, you know, individuals, uh, humans, are very complex. We're, we have, we're influenced by our genetics, we're influenced by our cultural context, uh, we're influenced by our own egos. There's just so much about humans that there's no way that uh, we can say that this one thing would work for one group of individuals. Or while we want it to be as inclusive and recognize as many people as possible, I, I think the issue is how, how do we help those that are hurting? And saying that yeah. there's just one way to do that seems a little short-sighted on my, on my side. And, and to argue so vehemently about it um, is, is troubling also. That uh, it's, it's the name calling, I guess, that, that bothers me the most about this particular yeah. topic. Well, I agree. Um, yeah, the, and, and what is the purpose of that except just that they want to shut down all conversation about that i i mean again i don't want to look at the individual motives of the individuals but i can tell you what's happening people won't talk anymore they said that their opinions don't matter they will not if they're being called if you're mm-hmm. opening up a discussion on race or a discussion on gender or a discussion on uh you know sexual identity and people start calling you some of the most vile names and saying you're showing hatred then people shut down and will not talk and will not ask questions and that's what i'm Mm -hmm. fearing uh is happening to our profession at times and that i saw i thought was evident in this these posts yeah it's um 
it's very evident that uh, that they were calling up on I have so on and so forth. I, d I don't have experience in this. I have a PhD. I have uh, I have experience, but uh, but your degree won't get you anywhere. So anyway, a lot of back and forth. But what I didn't see was a lot of compassion and care for like how or discussion about how do we actually move forward with these individuals who are suffering, who are in pain, who we need to help. And if this isn't the way, then uh, show me the research where X works better than Y and so on and so forth. I, 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 perhaps I'm maybe I'm just too much of an optimist to, to think that that kind of thing could happen, but. No, I, I hear you. And again, like we mentioned before, I think we need to have alternatives and to options for individuals. And just to think mm -hmm. that there's only one option available for individuals that are struggling with anything, it doesn't matter what that thing is, um, is absurd. Um, and uh, we have always provided options. That's one struggle that I've had with the addiction treatment um, field for so many years as they were only providing a one size fits all. And we need to provide many different options for individuals. And that's the way you get to maximize, uh, you know, true uh, effective treatment is just by giving options to the clients and uh, being proficient in those options as a clinician. You're absolutely, that's correct, Marty. And I, uh, when you bring that up, it reminds me of, again, so when I worked in the, in the field and had uh, oversight of a number of counselors and, um, and several of them didn't, weren't recovering addicts or alcoholics themselves. Uh, they didn't have, I shouldn't probably even use the word alcoholic. Uh, they didn't have alcohol abuse disorders themselves. And, and so the, anyway, the, the clients uh, often wouldn't take them seriously or would say things like, you know, if you're, this is the kind of thing uh, you're going to give me, if I, this is what I'm going to have to, this is my treatment, then it's never going to work. And I'm just going to end up on the streets and I'm going to, so um, it was uh, sort of like uh, a blackmail, I guess. But at any rate, it's very similar to that now with this particular, with uh, the discourse about uh, transgender, transgender individuals and their treatment. So if they are not right. recognized a particular way or they don't, they're not validated a particular way, then, then they're just going to die, I guess. I, I don't, I understand that there's, that that those things are necessary, but it, um, the stonewalling is is a little bit um, something I just I don't understand. Yeah, I know I I don't either. Um, and that this is you know again there's a lot to consider. Uh, the the issue on any social area uh, of humanity that's being that's often dividing our country, whether it's education or, or you know, individual rights or, um, what you know, fill in the blank, uh, money and how mm -hmm. it's spent for certain projects or whatever the case is. It's very complex, and to think that one size uh, is the devil and one's you know everything they say is true and gospel is just naive um, and. I think the issue around transgender care um, is not, it is a, uh, a, an area that is evolving and ethics uh, mm -hmm. that is with that is also evolving with that. Legalities that are going on in a big fight in our country right now. Uh, is also happening, um, and I think things will become clearer over time. And but at the same time, we need to be very careful uh, 
to just think that anyone that is says anything different than us is uh, from the pit of hell. And, and unfortunately, you know, some of the voices are making statements along the line of is that that their voice that their uh, message is hateful, that they're going to kill people, that they are going to that they're disrespectful. I'm reading mm -hmm. literally some of these posts as we're going through this. Um, I mean, the, the, the vitriol that is being espoused uh, toward people that are sometimes just asking a very simple question, while it may have been an implied answer um, that was almost rhetorical, in some ways it was done in a spirit of collegiality, whereas we come back with, any, with, a, with, a, with a hammer uh, and often even mm -hmm. say something along the line of, I will not adhere to the politics of niceness, uh, which allows its harmful behaviors to go unchecked. And that was one of the, that was one of the statements, for example, in, in one of the emails. Well, my God, this is not hate. It's <laughs> so you're going to be mean because you see something as being mean. It doesn't make any sense. Um, we need to no. be appropriate, and especially considering our audience. Is your audience to actually, you know, shut down dissent? Is it to um, uh, show uh, the uh, 6,000 people that you are a, a crusader for your cause? Is, is it to uh, help others to understand the issue better and to make a... a clear argument from those that are different mm -hmm. than you i i don't see that i that's what it should be you know i appreciate your comments and but let me respond to them one by one and show you uh that i think your your uh your thoughts and conclusions are um are uh, should be updated uh mm -hmm. we why can't we have that conversation instead knowing full well we may not change that individual but we could change the masses which is really should be our intent anyways yes and that's all well said marty because um in the end that's what we want and this is a new realm for counselors where now we we may be pretending that uh, that we have expertise in this area. I mean, uh, gender dysphoria has been in the DSM for some time. I don't know how many of us have specialized treatment for it, but I think as a profession, recognizing that there are transgender individuals and that this is this actually takes place, that, that that's a real thing. But on the other other side of this is to say that I that we are so uh, knowledgeable and that the well informed by all the data that's uh, in now about how to work with transgender individuals uh, is 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 almost ludicrous. It's um, yeah. we are science is we, not closed. <laughs> no, it's not closed and. We're in a new place. We're in a new. We're in. We're we're exploring new ways to in, to make sure that these folks receive the best treatment and the best care possible. In the meantime, we're having discussions on Cessnut that are breeding uh, divisiveness and right. as and and promoting uh, such vitriol as you mentioned that i'm afraid that many people who actually don't know how to work or recognize transgender or you know make a proper referral or anything like that would be afraid to even talk or write uh on exactly. the listserv uh, about it or ask a question because of the the response that they might get yeah and, and like I say, it's that there is, quote unquote, evidence-based treatment, and this is the only way. Uh, and if you don't do it the way I think is best, based on very poor studies uh, often, um, then you are hateful and you are unethical and that you should be 
your license should be revoked. Uh, or you mm -hmm. always send them to someone that uh, adheres to their, you know, what they think is evidence-based in some ways. Again, I, I, I could talk yep. for uh, for a long time on evidence-based treatment, but that <laughs> we'll leave that one for another uh, discussion. But but yes. uh, but evidence-based treatment um, in, in this case is still it's not closed, and it will continue to be observed for some time and there are certain other variables and especially especially with this post and what we're mainly talking about throughout the country and that has nothing to do with transgender care for individuals who are adults i think most of us can say that we believe in personal um uh, uh uh, affirmation that they should be able to choose the behavior that they have studied and and looked into and to get what they what they need no questions but when we're talking about mm -hmm. children when we're talking about minors at mm -hmm. varying ages from you know from people that are you know individuals that are six seven eight nine ten eleven into puberty and beyond that is a very different discussion because we're not just talking about individual rights. We're talking about parental rights. We're talking about uh, who's paying for that. We're talking about uh, because if if the federal government is paying for it through Medicaid, for example, you know, should there be a personal uh, should the public be involved and lawmakers be involved in that care? So there's so many different aspects to the, that and to make it simple is again to me naive or being intentionally manipulative um uh for you know audiences right so uh and i also noticed in a lot of the posts that this gender affirming care that the tone took on uh, right versus left and right I, I that's not part of our profession i don't i don't believe i i think we all come from the same place i i, I don't believe yeah and and when 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 that becomes part of the discussion i don't know that we're talking about counseling anymore i think we're talking about politics um rather than care yeah and that gets us in a very dangerous place i think as a profession because yeah. then we start fighting uh, wars that, again, we shouldn't be involved with. The whole point of being, you know, as I remember it, and I'm sure you have better mm -hmm. uh, history than I do, um, but, you know, we started requiring multicultural classes and a specialized, a specialized class for KCREP standards back in, I think, the mid to late 90s. And yeah. um, with that requirement, we wanted people to be able to accept different cultures. This was not a class in social justice uh, where we're going to be fighting against, you know, a right or a left perspective that we just think, you know, we're against uh, certain human rights or whatever the case. This was about understanding individuals from different cultures. And the problem is, is when we pet, like you say, and bring the politics into it, right and left, light, right versus left, left versus right, then we often are alienating individuals and not trying to see from their eyes why they right. are, you know, believing mm -hmm. and, and making these statements. Exactly. And uh, reflecting on their position. That, that's, I, I guess if I had to summarize it all, I would say that the whole thread of comments lacked a lot of just a basic level of empathy for others um, right. or trying to understand the other person's position or why they believe in that particular position. It was, uh, it was something I, I would prefer to have a, uh, a more productive discussion <clears throat> and I hope we will. Yeah. No, I often feel like I, I model that in our class is, you know, the classes that I teach and mm -hmm. I, I have, well, even right now we, we have a, 
Palestinian and, and uh, or I should say a, a Hamas uh, a fight with, right now with Israel. They're both going at it. Um, but I have Palestinian students. I have students that are literally living in Israel right now that are in my classes, uh, synchronous online classes. I have conservative Christians and I have atheists. I mean, we have it all and we have to figure out how to work together to help our clients and to understand our clients from their perspective. And to think that I am going to push one side of any issue um, from a political perspective or anything and not to keep the focus on what I want out of my students, which is to be a good counselor and understand the, the, the client's perspective, then I've, I'm doing a poor job yeah. as a counselor educator. Yeah. Which brings up another thing for me, Marty, is, which is this, this idea of, and it's a, it's a lot, it's a big topic. It covers a, a lot of ground and, but I, I'd be wrong not to mention it. And that's our role as advocates. Um, yeah. we, we are advocates and, and we do advocate for our clients, but sometimes I think in our discussions, we get lost in the fight for advocacy um, and advocating for a particular position when actually should we be advocating can we can we change the masses or should yeah. we actually be focusing on what's the best care for my client so it, if we take this gender affirming care or transgender care then what should we be focusing on um, should we be focused on how to best advocate for these clients? I, I just see it as more of the discussion might, might be better if how, how do we best work with these individuals, period, rather than the, you're not advocating strong enough or you're not identifying or validating uh, my experience uh, with enough passion, therefore... Mm -hmm. Um, all your points about how to care for these individuals is is wrong. Yeah. No, I, I think, you know, for me, I, I wouldn't mind that, you know, again, every time we talk, we think of a new topic we need to discuss in the future. <laughs> to me, this uh, double-sided coin of multicultural on one side and social advocacy on the other is something I would like to talk about in the future because to me they're mm -hmm. in they're opposites um, and they can work well together but at the same time they're very opposite and to me I sort of lean on the on the aspect that our primary responsibility for our profession is a counseling profession is for uh, that of multicultural uh, understanding rather than trying to change the uh, you know, and and advocate for social justice, uh, be because I think that takes away from the primary responsibilities of our profession uh, and the individual counselor. Now, I could make an argument uh, on the other side that that as professors and leaders in our field, we can do a little bit more than that and advocate. You know, have right. work on both sides of that coin to some degree, but I think if we go too far. Uh, it also can jeopardize our primary responsibility and take uh, take us um, uh, make us less effective uh, with our clients because our clients then see that we there we're not neutral. Right, we aren't neutral then. Yeah, and that's and that's a huge point. Uh, I can't underscore the importance of that enough. That that in general. And maybe I'm just old. Maybe that's just my my uh, issue. Is that I'm we're both from, old, but that's another. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just from a, a a time when the experts that I modeled myself after uh, were neutral, and that they approached the profession and. They, their job was to help generate, help you generate your own autonomy, 
in your own thinking, in your own person. I, my, it was not my experience that they wanted to me to be little robots of them. Um, yeah. So. No, I, I agree. I was taught the same way. And that, that I guess that's, that's part of it, too. As an example, me and you are doing a study right now on on religious discrimination in uh, religious schools, uh, K-Crep schools. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. we'll talk about that another date, and uh, uh, I'm sure. But the issue is, is I don't want to also, I, I also want to study re uh, discrimination that's happening in uh, more liberal schools, uh, in secular schools as well, but are mm -hmm. against ideology instead. So to me, uh, just like I think what you're saying is I don't I don't want to think re uh, discrimination uh, is happening only on one political culture uh, side uh, and not the other. And I think we need to call it all out. Yes. Well, isn't that science? We, I mean, uh, exactly. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we're looking... taking away biases, uh, looking at things objectively, mm -hmm. looking at it yeah. from many different angles, uh, not getting, you know, you're clouded by our, again, those biases that are so hard to, to uh, identify and to yeah. uh, recognize uh, um, when we're going, when we're in the midst of it. Yeah. No. So some, maybe some of our listeners would say, "Hey, you may, it, it would be better if you had some people on here that disagree with you, and maybe then you could." Uh, I would love that. You, you could you could actually uh, demonstrate or model how to have a civil discourse with folks who disagree with you, and yeah, I would love to do that also. But yeah, um, well, maybe somebody will. Uh, uh, reach out do that yeah the the issue is is what they're gonna find though i think is that i'm not advocating for one side or the other that's the whole point of what we're actually saying is i'm not on one side i'm advocating i, I i'll let me throw this out i'm advocating for gender affirmative care or uh, um in that in that way i want them to get what they are looking for that would make them happy that would uh, that uh, whatever that would look like whether that involves uh, hormone replacement therapy whether that involves uh, medical uh, intervention I'm all for that that's not the issue <laughs> the issue is is the is that that is the only way and yeah. that there are and that it's simple and understandable and that anything that opposes one's one view is um is heretical in, in our profession yeah. uh and that it's simple related to uh minors it's not simple related to minors oh uh, no it's it, not which is yeah so and, and i'll mention this also because of what you were asking um, I just did a presentation um, at uh, on transgender uh, care uh, at ACA this last year, and um, actually earlier this year. What am I saying? Uh, but uh, and here's the deal: um, I had people that were on both sides, I think, of this issue that stayed and were very thankful for my presentation and some that left because they were upset so i had people on both sides that were happy and very angry um and maybe that's a good place to be i don't know the answer on that one <laughs> yeah so th th yeah they're going to be until it's it's kind of till the dust settles we don't we don't know but i will say this uh from from my own uh, experience, I can tell you that having uh, a, a counselor who has a one-size-fits-all perspective can be harmful to their clients. And my experience with that was going through 
my puberty um, and it, going through my puberty, I, I was effeminate and, uh, and I attracted the attention of both sides of the spectrum. I attracted uh, gay men, made passes at me, and uh, women were also attracted to me. Um, but you're, about, I, you're just one good-looking dude. What can I say? <laughs> well, yeah, back then, you know, since then, you know, it's, it's all gone. So, but, but at any rate, um, this was all very confusing to me through my puberty. And if I so, I was having panic attacks. There was a lot of stuff going on in my home: uh, alcohol abuse uh, by my father, so on and so forth. But at any rate. I'm not trying to minimize that. I'm just trying to move forward and say that I was having panic attacks about it, and I went to a to a counselor. Now that's that is back in the '70s, right, when uh, homosexuality was still in the DSM, and I went then to a um, a counselor uh, and a psychologist who worked together uh, in an agency. Uh, at any rate, they gave me several uh, battery of tests, including the multi, uh, Minnesota multiphasic uh, personality inventory, so on and so forth. Long story short, their conclusion was that my panic attacks were brought on by the fact that I was gay, but would not uh, come out of the closet. And each week I return, they beat that same drum. Uh, so, talk about being confused. Um, yeah. So I more confused than I I was in the beginning because what they wanted me to explore were how I felt about being gay. So that was that was our our one to ten scale. And so I began to even question who I, like who am I attracted to. Uh, what am I attracted to? At any rate, uh, at some point, I I just disengaged from those individuals because I didn't feel like I was being listened to. I, f I felt like I was being led down a path. And so yeah. I, I went to another counselor who was willing uh, just to listen to me. And uh, we found out that uh, basically I was having, uh, I, have, I had panic disorder really pretty severely back then and um and as a result uh i received some treatments and cbt so on and so forth and i was able to finally find myself through our talk therapy um I, when i say myself i'm talking about my my gender gender and sexual identity so um had it not been for that i, I don't know i i don't think i would have killed myself yeah. But it was certainly confusing. Well, especially, yeah, hearing professionals tell you who you are when you're trying to tell them that you're, no, this is what's going on with me. And they keep coming back saying that, no, it's because of, you know, again, that you're yeah. gay, you know, yeah. in your case. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, I have a feeling that those individuals at that time, and I, I hate to speak for them, but would probably say that they were practicing sexual uh, identity affirming care. I, you know, Marty, I, I can't speak for them, but I can tell you that they were sure that the results of the test were accurate. Yeah. So either after 60-some years, you're still in denial. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, no, that's, a, that's an interesting story. Um, and again, that's, that's my fear, is that sometimes we as professionals are guiding people toward our own hidden agenda that we don't even recognize, rather than truly listening to our clients and helping them resolve the conflict that is within them. Um, if they're struggling with gender issues, that doesn't mean that they are trans. That just means that they they could be. <laughs> they, right. they might uh, want to uh, come out as, as, an, as the opposite sex or as trans, whatever the case is. 
but um, let the process happen. Um, let's talk about it. Let's let's uh, you know see what's going on with you. Uh, mm -hmm. You know what stage of development are they in? Have they really had exposure to uh, gender roles and uh, issues uh, of fighting with their parents? Or is there something going on where they identify with one mm -hmm. parent over another? Is there issues where they have had rejection by one sex or another? You know, there's a lot of things. We're not saying one is perverted, one way is perverted, one's not. That's not the issue. The issue is, is they're struggling and let's help them to find out what's best for them and, and be careful yeah. that we don't impose our own values on that. Right. And while we're advocating. Exactly. For them, for an individual, individual. not necessarily advocating for a larger whole. We can do that privately, but we got to be careful again by doing that publicly because it sort of, I think, diminishes our our effectiveness with our clients. But yeah, no, I agree. You know, you've touched on one thing that I'm sort of curious about, too. Uh, you mentioned that, um, you know, didn't lead you necessarily to want to kill yourself. But, you know, that is an argument that's being made as a justification to follow a specific uh, modality or a specific theoretical approach or the, what they will call, again, gender affirming care, um, and, and, which is, again, I won't go there. But the issue is, is that if you don't do that, you're going to cause them to kill themselves. And that that if they, you know, these, these individuals that are struggling, um, if they mm -hmm. do not get that, then they will kill themselves and that mm. we will be responsible. I, I, I've never in my, uh, you know, as a professional counselor for many decades, I mean, I've never seen this phenomena in our society that I know of where if I don't get a specific type of treatment and you try to give me something different, I'm going to kill myself. And for some reason, the lack of treatment is the problem and not the individual that wants to kill themselves. You know, the emotional issues that, in other words, there's oppression all around us. Um, and I've experienced it, you experience it, uh, many individuals, especially minority populations, women, um, uh, you know, people of color, I, I have a feeling they experience much more than we do. In some cases, mm -hmm. I'm experience. You probably experience some ageism. I probably get some of that now, and I'll get more of it as I go along. But the issue is, is I can't do much about that. But to think that I'm going to kill myself based on those issues, it seems like me as a counselor that would work with an individual that has that type of systemic trauma happening to them, I would mm -hmm. be working with them on how to cope with those issues rather than saying that I have to give them what they want, change, you know, society or whatever the case is. Um, rather, you know, it just doesn't make sense to me. It just doesn't make sense. It seems like to me I would work with their suicidality and why they cannot cope with a society that's not always fair. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I think there's a lot. Um, well, I think both of us, I, I can only speak for me. I've worked with a lot of individuals who have uh, actually experienced that discrimination and felt a great deal of despair. Um, I can't say that they were necessarily, uh, some of them were very depressed, but not suicidal per se. I can imagine that untreated they might have been, but again, I guess the point I'm trying to make is the the focus of the treatment was on the depression or the despair and how how do you live in a world that is not always fair. Yeah. Well, you mentioned earlier, you as a child uh, did experience some you know, the death of your your, your brother and, you know, yep. again, addiction Absolutely. issues in your family. Um, but I'm, not, you know, as a counselor that would work with you, do I go back and try to change your environment? Or do I actually work with the panic attacks 
and help you to cope mm -hmm. with what is happening to you. And to me, that, that latter is what we should be working with. Right. And, and again, helping them understand that, yes, things aren't fair in the world and that, you know, but again, they never will be. <laughs> and and um, and while we can do things to change, especially as a counselor educators and leaders in our field, uh, in general, uh, we, we are working with individuals, families, couples, and uh, we need to be careful that we don't overreach uh, on the societal issues and think that we mm -hmm. have all the answers uh, and it's simple, especially. Yeah. Yes, I wish it were simple. It's not. <laughs> don't we all? Don't we always wish it was simple? And and yeah. especially and when people keep thinking it, making it out to be that way, and it never is. And in in a pill form would even be better. Oh yeah, well that's why <laughs> that's so that's so uh, attractive to people. Just yeah, take a pill and everything will be fine. Yeah. Well, you know, one thing I would like to do, and I know we're sort of out of time today, but I would love for us to actually take this up again, because I would, I think I can share some things on a personal level related to these uh, transgender issues, um, uh, you know, and share my yeah. own personal uh, life and experience. I do have a transgender child myself. And, uh, and, uh, I, I would love to share that maybe with the group. It, it's a, it's a difficult story for me, um, uh, in our family at the same time, I, okay. I know that Milo, my child has been willing to allow me to, uh, at least talk about that. Um, uh, at, at the same time, uh, he's been very careful also that it, you know, I'm mainly talking to an audience that's for educational purposes. So as long as it's not, you know, outing him in that way and people don't take it as, sure, that, you know, um, then, um, then he's been open for me to share some of that. So, I, you know, maybe, maybe next session we can do that. Let's do that, Marty. I, I appreciate okay your and milo's willingness your family's willingness to actually talk about that yeah well we'll, we'll until next time we'll let's do that so okay thanks marty all right you have all right you have a good one bye